What's been going on, man? Not much, really, at all. It seems like I'm just fucking running around all the time. Dude, so... <laughs> like, not really ever getting a fuck ton done. Same. It's <laughs> just fucking moving. The movie yeah. is waking up and moving. And then you're like, what the fuck did I even do today? I know. <laughs> it's been a doozy lately. Like, fuck, my forge has been up north. I'm living down here, so I'm driving an hour up there to go build shoes <clears throat> on a day off or something. And then mostly I was waiting for somebody to come help me pick it up and oh, load it. Yeah. And then I was finally able to get somebody to move it. So that's why it stayed up there for this long. But yeah yeah so that's something probably people don't know of just what's going on in your life in general is like you just made a, a big old move like you've had a break in probably like your youtube stuff yeah and we've stayed we've stayed with it here we're, we're a day late sorry everybody we <laughs> yeah. fucked off a little bit but it's just like i i just like i don't know honestly i fucked up getting the email off that gets the shipping label to the next guy that gets the mic to the next guy so shit we got happened. a little delayed there and yeah just shit just kind of happened it piled up but we're here yeah you didn't completely fucking fall off <laughs> but you've had a complete fucking change dude uh, it's gonna be a bit you... crazy for a bit like uh i mean it's only a matter of 25 miles but it takes an hour to get here every day oh shit really yeah like it's just because it's 45 mile an hour roads there's traffic and you know it's an hour from my old house to where i'm living now but like all my work was like 30 minutes from my house. So now it's like an hour and a half commute in the morning and then an hour and a half on the way home. So it's like same thing. Like I feel like I'm going all the time, but not getting nothing done. You Dude, know, that is so much more driving. Yeah. It'd be nice if I uh, can pick up some work down here. Nice thing is there's horses here. So just a matter of picking it up. And the cool did thing is, did you ever get calls from that area before? Uh, a few years ago, actually, I did a barn down here for like almost a year and a half, and it was like 30 horses, and I'd come down every three weeks, but they ended up moving the horses or whatever, so that's why I stopped working there like three years ago, and uh, I have one client that's like pretty close to here, like 20 minutes away, but it's only two horses, so it's like, (laughs) (laughs) that's going to be the nice day. It's like, oh, 20-minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Cool if you thing add is, anything else to that day though, then you gotta fucking drive even further. Yeah, I might make that a light day. <laughs> yeah, like that's a forge day. Yeah, that's right gonna there. be a cheap gas day. <laughs> and then go back. Cool thing is, so a guy, uh, his name is Doug Wallace. He's been in the area for like thirty or forty years shoeing, and uh, he only lives like two miles from here. But he just bought the Northwest Shoeing Supply, um, and it's he's setting it up out of his farm or whatever and he's letting me keep my forge and anvil and shit there oh really yeah so at first i thought i was gonna how far is that uh it's like two miles it's literally two miles but it takes five minutes to get there seven minutes so finally was able to get that dropped off today and yeah so that'll be kind of nice that's a pretty good deal only five minutes away yeah i mean granted it's not in your back fucking yard or whatever in your shop but i thought i was gonna have to get a storage unit to keep it in and then you run into issues with that oh there's no way they let you work on it 
I know. I was kind of like wondering. I was like, are they going to let Dude, me get no away? Way. Like, there's a fucking fire hazard, no right? Yeah, fire hazard. And it's like, you're not allowed to just be fucking hanging out at the store. <laughs> it's not a rental. It's not like I'm <laughs> renting a, a deck space. The only thing know? that made me wonder is like, I remember in the Tri Cities, no <laughs> I remember the Tri Cities years ago, uh, I'd see like, these Mexicans or whatever, like working on cars, like sanding cars down, painting them in storage units out there. So that's what I was kind of wondering. I was like, well, maybe I could get away with it. <laughs> yeah. There's a huge fire hazard with that. <laughs> that's a good idea to paint a rig in, though. Yeah. Like they got like a one. Of th- I remember just seeing they had two of the big bays, like for campers or whatever. And like it was a full blown shop. You drive by and you see like <laughs> they had cars in there, like, and they had it stripped down, like, they're painting rigs in there, like God maybe damn. they owned it. It's a possibility. Maybe they owned but a lot. That part of uh, that part of town, a little less to be <laughs> so they could have got away with it, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some old lady's gonna come check on her fine china that she has in storage. <laughs> and here's, you're dust. Be, yeah, you're gonna be right next to it, just forging away. away. God damn. They're gonna be like, no, no, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We actually, uh, Ashley's dad was just putting some shit in some storage unit here in town, and I went over there with him to help him load, and, like, it had, like, a pin number and everything to get in so they know exactly who's coming in, and I remember looking at it, and there was only one outlet, and it was, like, up at the light, so, like, you had to get a ladder to be able to get up there, and he's he's trying to figure out, like, well, how am I going to be able to run, like, a saw or something in here, and I'm like, you might not be able to. (laughs) And the lights were even on a timer of like twenty five minutes max. Oh yeah, that's de- like no lingering. Get no, your, get your shit and get out of here. Yeah, they don't want you in and out, and cameras everywhere. And, but it was a nice place, really. But oh yeah, man. yeah, that probably wouldn't have lasted long at all. Is there like a car outside that's like bumping music? Oh, it's gone now. I can hear like music bumping outside. I don't think music, but there's a couple cars just drove by. Oh, it sounded like there was some subs bumping. No, we'll hope. Hopefully, my battery system works out today. Because, uh, like, last time we kind of had a little membrane dying on me the last couple times. Yeah. So, today, I haven't gone and bought a new battery yet. Because I don't think I just, I don't think I'm going to buy another car battery. I think I'm going to buy, like, so. Marine any, one or any, something? Yeah, if anybody. Well, that's what I got. I got, like, already in here, I had a Marine deep oh, cell really? battery yeah but it's old it's like uh, probably eight ten years old for yeah. my boat so i didn't yeah. use it a lot and then it's like in here and getting charged and drained charged and drained yeah and so really it's a trickle almost yep yeah so i think i'm gonna buy now they have like batteries for like your house and stuff you know what i mean that people use like those deep cell batteries oh yeah that are actually for running an inverter off of like that's what they're more made for Oh, okay. So, so they can withstand that load better. I basically. think so. I think they run longer. Yeah, that would be kind of so nice. I need to. Lo- I need to. Lo- I've like briefly have looked into it, but then today I have two batteries running together. Oh, just in I, case. Yeah, I had that battery that's already. It was lasting like an hour or so, running lights in the computer and stuff like that. But yeah, that's kind of about where your limit was. Was about an hour, and then about it would an hour consistently did that twice yeah Yeah, that annoying ass fucking (laughs) it does not let you like yeah sorry to the listeners but i i think i got it edited out so but if you guys did catch it 
that's what it was was his uh inverter beeping in and out yeah and then it goes blair witch yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. candlelight <laughs> yeah so now i got fucking two of those batteries fucking just be dialed oh i maybe <laughs> it fucking ah. won't do anything i don't know yeah in my head it seems like that's how it would work you know you would think i mean diesel trucks yeah. is the same way right you know i got the two batteries in our rigs and yeah they do i don't know what that's for is it just sort of the cranking it might be because I had one drain on me from a, like a wire got kept on and it stayed on all night and then it ended up freaking the one was dead, but it wouldn't start my truck. So maybe it yeah. needs both for cranking. I don't oh, know. Does, man, because I, I had that same thing happen to me like fuck, a couple weeks ago. I why my pl- trailer plug wire. Uh-huh. something got screwed up in it so like the hot in it was touching oh so it was drawn and so like the tail lights were on all night oh shit and it was on for like maybe like a day or so they were on you didn't and notice yeah i didn't notice them and i noticed <laughs> it i'm like right away. and i like when i noticed it was like fuck so i went and tried to start the truck and it like nothing it barely got it like the the heater grid kind of warmed up and it started, it started dying already it wouldn't even crank over was chelsea it, gone already yeah, but it didn't really like. Oh, you my got clientele's the old and everything. Home. Yeah, if I needed to go somewhere. Yeah, but like that day, I didn't even need to go anywhere. I, it was oh, actually a shop day, anyways. So, so I, but I had to charge both batteries, like pretty much all the way up before that thing would crank over. Oh yeah, it did not like it. I had a doozy. Like uh, actually, it was well probably two months ago or whatever, and it was this time where that one battery died on me, and. Uh, I had ordered food in town to go pick it up and I went to go get in my truck to start it and it was freaking dead. And then I had the old Ford too. So I was like, Oh fuck, I'll just jump in that and go. But that had a draw on it too. (laughs) So that was dead. And I was like, fuck man. Like, what am I going to do to get in town now? Like I just ordered the the food. (laughs) Like both the rigs are dead. Nobody's here. And, uh, so I had a little battery charger and it's actually, it's for like dirt bikes. So it's like a tiny two amp. So I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just like a little bit bigger than a cell phone. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it's for like a tiny little battery. So I was like, well, maybe I'll just stick this on and see if it does anything. And nope, nothing. So I was like, at this point, they told me the food was going to be ready in 15 minutes. Oh yeah. It was already 20 minutes at this time. And I was like, fuck, it's not starting. And I was like, well, hopefully my dirt bike will start. (laughs) because <laughs> i hadn't ridden that in almost a year either i was like well, hopefully the battery's good in it and thankfully it started and i just rode my dirt bike all the way into town went, you really? up the food. yeah <laughs> i was like i was like god because it's not it wasn't street legal or nothing i was like hopefully no. don't give me no shit with it but yeah rode into but town at that with my... place it wasn't like was it just at that bar no it was the uh the vietnamese place i found which is basically the grocery store. <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's risky. Eating Vietnamese food from oh. the grocery store. Well, no, no. It's it's at the same building as the grocery oh, store. Oh, okay. Like yeah. a whole strip mall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's freaking delicious, though. I thought it was just like the side of the grocery no, store. No, 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 no. Not the, like the safe way. the deli. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I ate that stuff before, and it made me sick. Like, I was like, I am not getting the Safeway noodles again, ever. (laughs) It messed me up. 
Dude, that's risky. That's so I was hungry and they didn't have shit. And I was like, I guess I'll just have some noodles <laughs> from Safeway. <laughs> it's easy to think sometimes too that you're like, oh man, I'm super hungry. So soon you're like chewing. And, you're and like, you're, there's well, nothing you, around? No, you're like, well, the gas station shit's probably gross. Oh, the yeah. The grocery store is probably a little better. Yeah. I don't think so. It's hard to say. I, I th- It is, but dude, I have a few. I don't do it as much now, but like four or five years ago, dude, I had like three or four gas stations that looked like shit on the outside. But they were but, good. Oh, they had the best fucking like... It wasn't good for you. It's fried food. Yeah. Like this fried. Dude, it's not like we've got a full blown kitchen in there. Yeah, those chicken and cheese taquitos and stuff. Oh, <laughs> those are pretty good. Dude, delicious. <laughs> and they're cheap too. Oh, dude. Yeah. You go in and get four of those. You're ready to go shoot some more. That's four the hardest those, thing about being a horseshoe. Four of those sometimes. in a Red Bull. Yeah. Like, it's dangerous. Not, not good for you. It can be hard as a horseshoe, you know, like you're on the road and sometimes there's nothing around and all you got is a gas station to get you some food and sometimes it, you want something it hot it's just something hot but it's also is we're fucking shit planners yeah a yeah. lot of us are like it really doesn't take that much planning ashley gives me shit about that all the time she's like you should be making your lunch before work and take it with you and i'm like I don't so like taking better. that five minutes to make a sandwich. But it's but you gotta do you think too? It's like you're gonna spend more than five minutes finding somewhere to eat on the road. True. And True. it's like a, it's like a not fun five minutes. You're like fucking almost <laughs> scrambling out about it. You're like, fuck, yeah. why did where do I want to go? <laughs> this is shit. This is shit. It's a set you're like compromise of where you end up going. Yeah. Not good. Where or you could have like a nice ham and cheese sandwich the problem is the time that i do make a sandwich and take it with me i end up eating it before i even get to like my first stop and it's like breakfast and i'm like well now i'm ended up buying lunch anyways (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah one of them things so i don't know i need to do it it. is good oh yeah yeah it really doesn't take that much planning because like but i that's what i used to do i never planned at all you'd wake up each day just like scrambling out the door Yep, take and a cup of coffee and uh, yeah, hit the road. Stuff. Yeah, that is still like that's my my failure right there. That's probably like that was our that's our third pot today as a house. Really? Yeah. Coffee. We drink we drink a ton of coffee. Now that I got an hour drive in the morning, I'm drinking way more coffee too. Dude, isn't that the worst though? When you get to that first stop and you just gotta fucking piss so bad. <laughs> Like they want to talk to you a little bit and stuff, and you're like, I, I gotta go. I'm pretty lucky actually. Back. Like most of them know, like, you know, he's probably gonna go to the bathroom. Usually at the first stop or whatever. Like, and most places like, I go, they got bathrooms and stuff. It's not like a, can I go in your house or something? You know. Oh, that's the worst. Which, yeah. Dude, the most awkward one is I. So I, I have a bad stomach. Uh huh. Anyways. Yep. And people people don't know on I don't know if we ever talked about this on the show or not. I can't. I think you did on the first episode actually. Yeah, talked about the accident. Up, yeah, I got fucked up by a horse, so I got fucked up stomach, and so I ate. Some, I did the gas station thing. I <laughs> ate some food that wasn't good before heading to a stop, and I didn't even think about it. And dude, got the grumble guts after like foot number one. Oh boy! 
and you're like, this isn't good. <laughs> and it's it's not the girl like she is a trainer and she like rents the barn. Oh. And I remember her bitching about the bathroom situation like already before. Yeah. Like it was it like broken or something or no, like No, thankfully she was just awkward. It's like this is kind of an awkward bathroom setup. Oh, because well, it's like close to where you guys are at or something? Dude, no, it was so there's like an arena and then in the corner of this barn is an apartment and these oh. random people rent this apartment. Oh, so you have to go through their living space to get it to it. Not through it, but the bar the the bathroom was was their oh, shared room and shared. And so oh, there's damn. two doors going to this thing. Sketchy. Dude, and you're like trying to go to the bathroom and you can hear these random people like trying to watch tv and there you are (laughs) oh yeah trying to be quiet (laughs) trying to be quiet and hopefully they were gonna try to open the door dude yeah yeah that's the last thing you want somebody walk in (laughs) i would have just left that's like a fearful i would have not i would have not shot the rest of the horse i would have just got in the truck and left (laughs) never come back That's like a fearful thing for me. Like if I'm at the airport or something or somewhere public, you know, and you go into a stall and if you don't see it, have like a lock on it or something, you're like, fuck, what am I going to do? You know, like dude, hopefully nobody walks in. Not even. The, okay, so we all like shared a hotel rooms for the contest and we went to oh, this yeah. one. We went to this one hotel room. Amarillo. Yeah, yeah, there was no log. It was a slider. It's already, it's already really funny. They're like, we go to the first hotel room, and they, they tell us that they overbooked it, and so they they sending us to this different one. Yeah. So Gavin, Gavin's already pissed, and so Gavin takes a like a consolation prize as we leave, and it, takes and it was ice more cream. expensive. Yeah, he takes some ice cream sandwiches for yeah. all of us. To you eat. were like. Fuck him. Grab some ice cream sandwiches for yeah. us. And I was like, fuck him. I'll grab some. <laughs> they were good, though. They were good. They tasted that much sweeter when you're like, yeah. got a little bit of revenge. You fuckers. You guys <laughs> screwed us. Yeah, sent us across town, but it ended up being the better hotel room in ways. From what we heard, yeah. And because, but the bathroom sucked. <laughs> yeah, was it was like, nice. Just the privacy wasn't great. It was nice, but it just had a sliding door. And it didn't really necessarily like stop. Like it would start to roll, <laughs> you know, down a little bit as you're in there and you're like, God, just stop already. <laughs> like, I, I, my bad guts, I always have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. So I'm Thankfully, the I'm the out. Night. So don't, I don't hear nothing. Well, I keep on thinking, like, man, I hope nobody wakes up in the middle of the night and tries opening this sliding door and the toilet is so far away from it. You can <laughs> see Brian like, be the one to go in there or something. That's all. <laughs> Just like yeah. there you there you are, just stuck on the toilet. Hello. <laughs> hey. Can I help you? I'm in here. <laughs> yeah. Trying to be quiet like a mouse. It's always the most awkward thing when you're like at a gas station or something and you're going to the bathroom and someone like jiggles the shit out of the door. Or they'll knock a couple times like And then they knock and they're like What hey. are you supposed to say? Like, <laughs> like present <laughs> Taken I'm in here. <laughs> I always, you know, this is like the most awkward, like, uh, hello? <laughs> yeah. Anybody home? <laughs> How may I help you? 
is the worst too because you know that motherfucker is gonna be waiting right outside the door when you <laughs> yeah open. and you're gonna stink it up like <laughs> oh he's hound dog in the door he's yeah. <laughs> like right there. probably in the same situation of why you're there because you're hustling to get in there and you're Fucking turtle motherfucker in there <laughs> oh fuck but Amarillo, <laughs> that hotel they got sent to, they have amazing omelets. Yeah, breakfast was fucking delicious. The breakfast there, there is the best breakfast I've ever had at any hotel. <laughs> you the go cert, up and like, like, dude, it's omelet bar. They had a chef there that would make them for you guys and shit. Dude, he was not counting eggs. Really? He was just bam, bam, bam. <laughs> he would stack them. You would get thick omelets. Nice. I didn't I go know, for any omelets. I don't omelets. know if that's a saying, like, a, but. It's a sad, like you go to like a little cafe diners, they'll have the other menus. Like we don't count eggs, like, meaning, <laughs> yeah. that you, meaning that you won't get a thin ass on. Yeah, mo- <laughs> that you're gonna get a big one. Yeah, it'll be it'll be hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually what you want if you're paying good money for an omelet. Like it better be enough to fill up. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was the plus side of getting moved to the other hotel. It is From a bummer here. when you aren't at the host hotel though. Yeah, I mean, there were still some guys there, you know, some people there, but... There was, there you was. Know, not totally packed as far as, like, it is kind of nice, like, if there's a bar there, like, you show up and you'd have a beer with somebody and hang out and go from there and go back to yeah. your room, but other than no, that... that's one of my favorite things. Yeah, me too. I like when there is a hotel bar, or even, like, so right <laughs> now everybody's heading there is to Wisconsin... Dude, I can't believe they got 110 competitors and still more people. Were... Mike is going to be overwhelmed. That's a waiting list. That's what? usually, I mean, there's a waiting list to get it. There was a waiting list to go. Like There I'm, probably still they, is more, too. I think huh? they had over 110 people that wanted to go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy to think that Mike has to do it alone. I was usually, kind of wondering, like, would he want to bring somebody in to just, like, help me? sort some of these and then i'll be the final say or something you know because usually it's 110 competitors before that would be vegas or like the finals it used yeah, to be vegas i guess take two judges and they would have two judges yeah and it fucking even with two judges they were there all night all night sometimes yeah literally like it was so late sometimes shit i remember the last time we went there to vegas there was quite a bit of people, but I remember one of the classes, we had to do four shoes. It was like the quarter horse class where we had to do the three-quarter forward fronts and then the rodeo hinds. So that's four Who shoes. Was that judge? I think Money. Was... Money and Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's a lot of shoes in one Dude. go. Four. <laughs> Instead of just two, you know. I was thinking about that with Poe. It's like, I've only judged some smaller competitions. Uh-huh. And it's overwhelming with ten shoes on the table. Yeah, like you're break you're you're breaking some balls there. Like it, but a hundred and ten. Jeez, like I think I know. Like you're gonna do some mass culling, you know, of just like grouping. Yeah, probably, and then refining. Yeah, the hardest there. thing is probably gonna be the bottom half because those shoes are hard. That toe weight and the Frenchie. I, I don't know. I think I think it'd be re- it's gonna be really easy to get lost in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was kind of meaning. Like right there in the middle is gonna be towards. The I bottom. think the bottom's gonna be the bottom. You're gonna have okay. Let's say there's 110 competitors there. You're gonna have and 
That's 110 category competitors. Yeah, not the novice. novice. Or no, that is the novice. Or is that everybody? It might be everybody. I don't know. So Maybe. you're going to have a good chunk of these shoes. Let's say you got 100 people. You're going to have probably 20 to 30 just shitters. Yeah. The bottom of the table. Unfinished shoes, wrong amount of nail holes. No clip pulled twisted. up or something. Yeah. Yep. That'll be a big one on the... Is that a two-man day where they're doing the French shoes? I think that's the individual class, ain't that's it? That's the individual class. Yeah, I don't remember what the... Uh, Wicked. Two-man class was. Oh, the... Uh, no, that one with the square heels, that's for the shoe and specimen. No, the aluminum shoe is a shoe and specimen. Yep. The aluminum shoe is a shoe and specimen with concave on the foot, toe clips. Yeah. And then they had the... Uh, that one shoe with the square blocks in the middle, the traction, traction type shoe. shoe. That's a two-man shoe. And what was the other one? Yeah. The, spi- the other two-man shoe was the spiral bar shoe. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, where Craig did the marble on it. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean. Clever. I don't think, yeah, marbles aren't. I don't think you should probably bring a marble to see if your shoe's going to do it, but it was cool to see in a video. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of it, to be honest. <laughs> that's why Craig's so smart, <laughs> you know, Craig, clever. There's a Craig mind there. <laughs> yeah. I could Dude, see I you doing it, video. too. Yeah, like, just sitting fucking off with something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like coming up with it and then just do it. Yeah, but the problem is I'll like dwell on it. You know, I would have been like, listen, guys. Listen. <laughs> like, yeah. All these motherfuckers need to get a marble. <laughs> yeah, and start doing it. Yeah, that's going to be a big... Long days, Dude. and plus match play. That's what I think. Like if you're if you're going, and if you're if you're in the top twenty, obviously it doesn't fucking matter. You're gonna do. You're gonna be in the top twenty. That's where your skills are kind of already gonna be. Yeah. But if you are a guy that is just hoping to make the live shoeing, god damn, I would focus on the basics. Yeah. I would. I would give him. I would make sure. Like I would not. I would have a. a not That's gonna be good, tough. I would focus on the basics of like, I don't even know if I'd worry about trying to get to size too much, you know, especially on those shoes of like, but I'd have good nail holes and flat and just like everything, level. basic like, elements there. I would have all the accessories finished. Cause I think all the shoes are hammer finished, right? No, I think you can sand on it. You just can't, I mean, you can rasp on them. You just can't no, sand. Oh, it's no sanders. No paper sanders. Yeah. Which that's a, I think that's a first that somebody's called out just sandbox. I kind of like that to be honest, you know, like eh. it is nice I, to be able to sand them, but it's also I like think people can tell. What do you mean if they've been sanded? Uh, yeah, and if they've been sanded too much. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's where you can see the difference. Where like <clears throat> you see you see it a lot in like tool and fuller shoes. If the tool and fuller shoe just looks like it was sandblasted almost, like just rounded everywhere, mm-hmm. nothing's real crisp. You can tell the guy just like hogged on it with the sandbox just right away. Yeah. But if you can also tell when somebody like draw filed it and then used the sandbox just to take the draw file marks out. Yeah. And clean it. Clean it. And it's like still really, really crisp. Yeah. It just took it that extra little mile think that's kind of like with my tool and forward shoes like they weren't really like crisp ever you know they're all just kind of rounded but it's mostly it's just easy trying to, to get have, through them yeah that's it's easy you're like i'm just gonna take these marks out yeah and just bomb through this well if you take an 80 grit to the top of a freaking tool and forward shoe it's 
like the belt bind is going to start rounding some edges off and they're just not going to be as crisp. crisp as they could be. Yeah, that's true. Versus a file. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it, I think it'll help some of the lower category guys not worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have to worry about getting to the vice, you know, and doing as much. That's, I had a novice <clears throat> kid, uh, come over to the house and we made some shoes and it was, he asked me, he's like, how much would you worry about rasping on these? Like, I wouldn't, I would, I would try to make these shoes off the hammer. I thought the novice are off the hammer now. Are you sure? I think they can rasp on them. From what I, the last time I was there, I remember them being uh, off the hammer, like no really? rasping. Yeah. Well, good thing I told them that then, I guess. Yeah. Cause I think they're off the hammer now, but I could yeah. be wrong. I and I was like, and I was like, I would focus on getting it all done. And then, like, if you have enough time, then, like, if you think these shoes are sweet right now, yeah, just go ahead and knock the edges off of them. I wouldn't worry about cutting the top off of it too much, unless you're like, you're so. I mean, if you're practiced up and you have enough time and you're cutting the top off of them and you're making sweet shapes, well, that's do it. Gravy. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Was it a? Wasn't Your name it Patrick? Would be Troy Woods. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it Patrick or was it Andrew saying like they just have dusty rasp when they had striker rasping? Andrew was saying that. Yeah. He's like he, he just, would just rasp it into submission, <laughs> and then he just end up winning it. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Different it time. Is, it is super crazy how much rasping can do, but also. How much better it can be if you just focus on doing a hammer finished. Oh my gosh. Or just fitting. Yeah. And not have to rasp. Not have to rasp. That's man. I saw a picture on Facebook the other day. I'm sorry. If you think this is about you, well then rethink what you're doing. <laughs> there was more fucking boxing on the front half of this horse. Oh, on the shoe? Yeah. Versus like, the back half. Yeah. The hind shoe. And the guy posted a picture and like, it was a bevel. This oh, fucker shit. extended all and the way. And the foot wasn't like uh, nubbed off or something? No. It was like, no, it was, it was just, previously shod. It was shod. It was just small. <laughs> it was trimmed flat. It was just like, like wow. That's, okay. <laughs> that's That might see some blood. <laughs> like that, that baby's hungry. Holy shit. Because all I could think is like, man, if you bevel it that much from the top. Yeah. Because like I've, I've seen bevels on the front end of horses that are get worn, you know? Okay. And then you come and feel them, or like, and they're sharp. Yeah. When that's that what I was toe thinking. comes from the bottom, now you have a fucking knife. You got a knife. Yeah. Like, and if it's cutting. on a hind, hind foot. Oh yeah. Dude. Dude, just one good old one good old step forward, especially like a western horse is like getting gamed or something. Oh. Yeah. No bell boots. Cut city. <laughs> city. Shitty thing is, you're the first one getting called for it too. Dude, you are. They're pissed. I would not want to be that guy. No, but, I pissed. mean, I wouldn't necessarily do that either. Well, like, I've caught myself <laughs> on, it on, like, uh, draft horses. Like, sometimes draft horses, you'll fit the lateral side on the hinds a little bit fuller. Mm-hmm. Like, from toe clip on. <clears throat> Just because they're big horses, you're kind of giving them a little more out there. And if you if you box them a bunch, and, like, if you follow the angle of the foot. Yep they'll like they're sliding and taking off on that lateral side so much that it gets beveled up and like you'll feel it and it's a freaking like it's got nice. a burr yeah and it's kind of sharp and like yeah he might not hit himself with it but he might hit his partner yeah with it <laughs> you know so it's like well, that's not good no no so you still like fit him that full but i don't i don't match the angle of the hoof wall 
I'll just like. So when you go, when you said uh, it helps you fit. So this is something I noticed. So I basically videoed all the goes from the the team mm-hmm. contest or whatever. Yeah, and for the classic. Yeah, for the classic. And after watching a lot of those videos, I watched a lot of people. They would go to their foot cold, and like they would check it out. They would take a marker or a pencil or something and check to see where it needed to be boxed off. And they would just end up boxing it where it didn't fit. And I was actually really surprised because, like, if you're just watching or whatever, you you may not notice that. But, like, oh, yeah. when I had it on shot, video dude. and I watched, we, like, a we do lot it with of people. Our pencils. Yeah. But when you see a lot of people do it, you're like, huh, is it really fitting or is it boxing? I think it is fitting in a way. Yeah. It's blending because it looks nice when it's on there. Because it has a shape in it. Right? Yeah, when you see it from the bottom, you're like, wow, that looks nice. Yeah. Like, it, it looks nice, the shape from the bottom. But it also is like, it. I'm sure we're all aware that feet are pretty manipulable. Like, you can nail a keg shoe out of the box onto a nice hind foot for long enough, and it'll look like that keg shoe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, if you just keep nailing a sweet shape onto this hind foot, eventually that's sweet, sweet. That's and I don't want to be say that's like table sweet, but sweet for that horse and its proportions and how it's built. Yeah, eventually it'll come around. Because I think that's one of the interesting things that you'll hear at those competitions is like the guys that are really high up, they're like, "Well, this horse, you could just tell, like they could tell from a shape, or like then they're talking about their horse, they're like." You could tell he's a little bit like cow hawked. And so you can tell that he has like this higher lateral quarter. And mm-hmm. you can tell that he has a lower medial. Like he, they are already thinking of all this and how they're going to shoot the horse a little bit more accordingly. Yeah. Like to help out his pathology that he has going on. Even like on Tool and Fuller Day when you're putting caulk and a wedge on it? Yeah. Yeah. I think you saw a decent amount of that. Yeah, that's kind of what that was the one like roadster shoeing that didn't necessarily surprise me, but seeing it on two and fuller day. That's which, a hard one, too. That's what I was more surprised about was seeing like a lot of that happening. And I was like, I don't know, kind of getting lost because I was more so worried about just fitting it, like making a perimeter fit, right? Yeah. Regardless of what the shape was. And I wasn't necessarily, I was just trying to trim the foot to where it had a nice shape in it <clears throat> yep. and then fit it. But sometimes, like, you'd see the foot might not necessarily be the greatest of shape, but the person would put the sweet shape in it and just box what doesn't fit, yeah. which like, is what surprised AFT me. AFT had that foot of, like, I think it had no toe. Yeah, yeah. No toe. Like, it was bobbed off. I remember asking Chris beforehand, I was like, what are you guys going to do about that? Are you going to fit in front? He's like, I'm going to try. So he yeah, planned like, it. Yep. And it had a it had a very straight lateral quarter, quarter. like yeah. it was just straight, like our roadster like, door horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, but they got like a sweet shaped shoe on there. Yeah, like it, it, it wasn't sweet. like it wasn't table sweet. You no. weren't like, oh man, that's the ideal shape. But you're like, man, you guys made that look better. Yeah, where some of the feet you saw. Where like some of the the front tool and folded guys and teams drew really pointy feet. We did. We did. Yeah. Our and our, our guys did pretty good with it. Yeah. But that's a shape that you could be like. So hard. This could go south. Quick. 
Skate goes south in a fucking hurry. Got a skinny frog. It's hard. Very pointy. You know, like you can imagine the foot if it was there, it would have some arc to it instead of being like a spade, essentially. Yeah. You know, but it's two and four days. You can't necessarily fit it way out there. You only have three, like three quarter, maybe seven eighths wide of stock. So it's not like you have like a ton of width of stock to box away. Yeah. It's not like, like Roadster Day, that lateral side, you have so much width. Yeah. That you can hog away. You can do almost anything with it. Like, you can do a lot with it. Or Tool and Fuller Day, that's it. It's like, it is crazy to me how close you are to, like. The fucking neighbors playing a drum set is in the that what fucking it is? garage right now. <laughs> like, what are the chances? <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> he ain't been home all damn day from what I can tell, probably. Oh, my God. And now he's banging on the drum set in the garage. Where I'm at in my garage. <laughs> he, heard, he heard that you were home. He's like, I got an audience, and I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm kind of starting to get this guy. I'm kind of getting the feeling. <laughs> I think I'm out here in the garage, often on the computer, and uh, I hear a TV going all the time. Like, I think his bedroom's in, the in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Is it obnoxious? Definitely... He... No, I just like kind of hurt. I was like, What's Meg getting into now? <laughs> yeah, Meg's not in here. Meg's not in here. <laughs> what's, what's Meg doing? And that was the one thing I thought about, that being in the garage is going to be pretty sick. It's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be quiet as hell back in here. Little did I know, the neighbor's got a fucking drum set. <laughs> oh, fuck, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good. There's something about, I mean, goddamn, it was nice living out of town on 40 acres with no neighbors. Oh my gosh! Now I'm in a goddamn Dude. duplex in town. How is it like night? What do you mean? Like with like cars driving by and stuff like that. Oh, uh, you don't. We're it's. I mean, it's a tight neighborhood. Like the oh, okay. it's a cul-de-sac neighborhood. Like the it's not like a through no road. No, you can't hear any cars or nothing. That's the worst thing I always think was when I have to fucking go to like a hotel or something like that. We go to a contest. Yeah. Dude, I barely sleep. You'll hear like sirens going off and shit. Like Holy I remember God. that actually in Amarillo one night, like uh it was like one in the morning or something. I woke up and I heard like cars drag racing. Like they were yeah, there was a lot of drag racing in Amarillo. Yeah. Just cruising up and down that road. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. That is true. I kinda of forgot about that. I it bothers the shit out of me. I can barely sleep every time. Yeah. There's actually one thing, so uh, there's a fireplace in the living room, and it's more of like a decorative type, you know, it's not like a stove like you have in your house, where it's you like can be... It's like the one we have in our living room, it's like a yeah. brick, yeah. open. Yeah, and little. if you got the TV off or whatever and you're sitting there, you can kind of <clears throat> hear like cars or noises coming through it, but it's not loud. Does it know. not have a, a, a damper to shut it? Mm-mm. Have you looked well, up maybe, it? but I haven't yeah, seen one. I'm gonna look up it. Yeah, see if it's open. Yeah, if it's open, you're just getting the heat in your whole entire house getting sucked out of that thing. And Ashley, she's a tight ass with the heater too. It's that's why she's paying for that heat to fly yeah. up that chimney. I bitch about it every damn day. It's so cold. Well, I mean, it's been winter and it's cold. Yeah, it's because of that stove. We had a, we had a winter that was freezing, and then one day I was like. 
Do you have a shut, like? Should I ever shut that fucker? And oh. I looked up there and it was open, and so, so it's like, dude, how high up in. would it be though? No, it's usually a handle right there, like up in there. Huh? Yeah, it's I haven't just looked like, a like gate, up and in it's it. Like on a hinge, she goes. Yeah, I haven't looked up in it, but I haven't seen no handle outside or nothing. The brick. No, it wouldn't be outside. Usually they're up in there a little bit. Okay. Yeah, take a flashlight, look <laughs> up in there, and even if not, you can just get like some insulation or something and cram it up in there. Yeah. Because if you can hear a noise coming down that thing, there's heat going up it. That's for sure. Well, she has baseboard heaters in here, too. So each room has its own dial on it. And the one that's in the living room, she has a pencil mark. So there's (laughs) (laughs) the pencil mark. So there's a mark that's uh, it says 50 and then it says comfort zone and then it says 80. Well, here's 50. The pencil mark is at 45 or 40. She's like, don't go above the pencil mark. I'm like, it's at the pencil mark and it's cold as shit in here. (laughs) I was literally like the first two days I was here, I was like sitting on the couch with my jacket on, (laughs) trying to work on the computer, like freezing my ass off. And I didn't have any wood here. I was like, Jesus Christ. And I got up to change it and I moved it up to like 50. And she's like, you better turn that down. (laughs) Like, I'm freezing in here <laughs> she's like not even home <laughs> you move it she calls yeah she's you like i button. know you told moved it <laughs> you touched that thermostat yeah oh, don't you dare oh. oh my gosh that's amazing <laughs> yeah i made sure i brought a bunch of wood down actually from my house and been doing some fires at night because <laughs> she won't let me touch it which i don't blame her it actually uh she ran it like uh, when it was really cold a couple months ago, and it was like fucking two hundred fifty bucks, and she didn't move it up past fifty for the electricity. It's a lot yeah, of money. I I bet a lot of that has to do with that fireplace. <laughs> it's just Probably. like an open, just like an open window. <laughs> yeah, that's about the size of them, you know. I mean, it draws pretty good though. Like, I don't ever feel air coming down through it. No, it's going up it. Yeah. But if there's is always hotter than the outside, if there's a uh, no heaters on, it's not like there's much heat going out anyways. Yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she's paying for the house to just be slightly warmer than outside. And yeah, just to get out of the wind, basically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was brutal the first couple days. I, mean, I told her, I was like, I'm here now, so I can help you pay for half of it. And I'm fine with paying for half of it. <laughs> okay, we can move the pencil mark. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just to 50. <laughs> you know, it's like, God damn. I'll pick up two more horses and we can move that fish to 55. Yeah. God dang. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, well, Chelsea's a stickler just anyways about it. Like she, she's a stickler about all. Like you would swear that she went through the Great Depression or something. <laughs> Any tension? Yo, we'll have wood in there, and I'm like, why don't you just keep the fire going? I didn't want to burn through all our wood. It's like <laughs> it grows. Keep, <laughs> we can go cut rolling. more. <laughs> oh, it's good though. If not, you get horseshoes. Like as a whole, Craig always mentions it when we're at places of like. Like we, we we spend when we're rich and then we whine when we're poor, you know. Yeah. Like we just like go go through it. Like when the good times are good, we're we're having a good time. 
Oh yeah, when it's bad, it's bad. <laughs> oh man, like feast or famine. It kind of makes me wonder, you know, just like the way the world's going right now. Like, is it gonna get bad, bad, or is it gonna be okay like it is right now? Like, it's definitely oh, something that dude, makes you wonder. I can't see it. No, it's gonna get bad. It has to. I mean, I hope not. History but... repeats itself. Probably. We're a, bunch, we're a bunch of dumb motherfuckers. And the sad thing is, is they want to erase the history. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, you know, man, like take I guess, down like, this. When we went to school, like it was, we learned a lot about history. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just going to happen again. World I mean, War Three is going to happen. Isn't what, isn't it uh, something that they say, like, if you don't learn from history, you're just going to make the same mistakes again. You just repeat it. Yeah. So yeah. that's why we have the history is to learn from it. Yeah, but then we just like, you know, greed is a great thing. <laughs> it's like not a great. Like, I'm not saying like that was sarcastic. That it's not a great thing. That's usually what kind of stems most of this shit is a, a money. bunch of <clears throat> yeah, a bunch of people are trying to make money, so they just like throw their character away. I was listening. I was listening to a, a deal the other day. You know, who Brian Callen is no, he's a comedian. He's on Rogan a bunch and stuff, and he mm. has like his own podcast. He's fucking hilarious guy but he had this saying that character like the definition of character and i didn't look this up because but it was just good enough so i just went with it the definition of character is what you will say and do when it'll cost you something Hmm. and that is i think like pretty big um like all the walks of earth you know what i mean of like that our politicians, they're willing to not have good character or not stay up to their character or their name and just sell themselves. And, you know, like, or even a lot of people in, like, that are famous, you know, like it happens a lot in the hunting world. Like, famous people will hunt, but they won't post about it because they're afraid it's going to cost them money. Yeah. Even if oh, yeah. it's something they believe in. Yep. So they're like, you end up like, we are all as a, uh, like, not we, but it's like, <clears throat> The population is pretty okay with that. With not posting? We're okay with someone being like, yeah, I just don't do that because I don't talk about it because it costs me money. Or I don't do, like, you know, a lot of people, like, they don't want to talk about God. Or they don't want to go talk about, they don't believe in God because they're afraid that their clients are going to, like, fire them. You Mm -hmm. see a lot of, like, horseshoers do that. Of like, well, I don't believe in those shoes, but, you know, I'll just nail them on. Well, it's like, because you wanted to make the money. And, like, you were afraid it was going to cost you something. But like you could have held up to your character and what you believe in and say no. So like I, th- I thought that was an interesting saying and something that like I, I don't know. I, I try to do that a lot anyways, but it does cost. Yeah, cost I've always you thought of sometimes. like I've always thought of character is uh, doing the right thing when somebody's not looking, you know, that's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. But it definitely is turning into for the cost of money nowadays or something like that where yeah they uh let the internet define what they do but it's a sad reality that we live in these days where the internet pretty much like rules everybody's lives you know and like if you post something somebody may not like it so you may get ridiculed for it and then you know it'll hurt your feelings or whatever and then you may not ever do it again or something you know yeah i don't you know, it seems like a lot of times too is like the, the social media, like where you're saying like this, let social media define them a little bit. But it's like, 
I think that's what happens is that we are most, we watch social media so much that this is what we think, how we think life is supposed to happen. Yeah. That they are, you know, like you see these famous people and you're like, well, fuck, that's it. Like, that's the definition of a birthday party right there. Like that you have to have fucking ponies and unicorns running around and drop $4,000. Like how many people do you see when they go to get married? drop so much money just because they're trying to like get that picture for instagram everybody you know a lot of people a lot a lot of people and i think like man how many i i think about that all the time like how many young horseshoers and stuff are jumping into debt just so they have that image shiny rig man it's like i hate to break it to him but a lot of times a lot of people can see through it so it's like you're just costing yourself yeah you know, it's like, you, I, you can see, like, you don't have that many clients. And not, like, and we can kind of add up numbers to say, like, that doesn't really work out. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to act. Like, I, I really like ha- the saying Craig uses uh, all that stuff and all that weight in there is basically uh, the lack of your skill or something. You know? I, yeah. The lack of skill weighs your truck down. Yeah. I think that that is true. And I think you, the people get in a bind with that. That you'll see these guys that... They let that happen to them. They get this clientele. They kind of expect to get a bunch out of them. They kind of work themselves in a predicament where they are the expert and no one's better than them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden they're hitting this point of like stallmate type deal or realizing that their skills really need some help. Well, how the hell do you go and ask for help now? Yeah, because you're the expert. You're the fucking expert. How are you going? How are you going to go get help? Yeah. You know, and it's, I, I it's going it. to be hard to. You want your clients to have confidence in you like you are the expert. Yeah. Because I am not good at that at all. I've, I am I am so doubtful in myself. Like, you've been with me in competition. Like, man, I am high and low. Like, I'm like, this is shit, <laughs> and this is the worst job in the world. Like, yeah. like, I mean, like this should not even go on a horse. <laughs> it's just like. You can't start over. No. In a competition like that, setting. Yeah, but like even clientele, you know, it's like I'll, I go over my horse that I shoe sometimes and I'm like bad about like, Riley, you need to shut your mouth. Your client doesn't need to know. <laughs> like all it's these not little... detrimental, but it's just Oh, yeah, you're details. telling like me and you know it's like, yeah, well, I, it takes me a while to get flat. Yeah. Well, like you tell your client that. It's like, well, it takes me a while to get flat. Well, they, like, if you're like... in a, yeah, oh yeah, they were just listening to this guy yesterday, you know, trimming their friend Susie's horse, saying how he could trim flatter than glass. <laughs> and you know damn well it's not, but <laughs> no, yeah, you're like that guy's just blowing smoke up your ass. But it's like when you say that to him, I'm not a good salesman. You know what I'm saying? Not like good at all. I'm I wish I was a little that. better at it. Yeah. Yes and no. You know, you can always what? see through the bullshit though when somebody is a salesman. Yeah, but For some me, guys anyways. are good at it while not lying. And they just think that they're right? Not think that they're right, but they just have like such a good demeanor to them about it that it's like they'll never say that the other people are wrong or that, that they're right. They just like kind of talk – like they lawyer the client almost. They yeah. just like talk around them in a circle and nothing ever really got even answered, but they feel good about it for somehow. Yeah. I I, kind I'm of, not uh... that good of a talker. I witnessed that today, actually. I was at this barn, and there's another guy there, and he was there the whole time I was there, and yeah, kind of basically what you just said. Yeah, they just kind of like talk, and like for some reason, the client's like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And you're like, <laughs> nothing even happened. It was gnarly. Like, this, it was a new horse, and 
I was so thankful they didn't bring it to me to shoe because like he went over lip chain lip chained it and went to go take it into a stall and then like him and I were just bullshit and chatting and he was just kind of just standing just like right above its hip or right in front of its hip facing me and that sucker tried to swipe and kick him and he wasn't even trying to do nothing like he didn't even have his hand on its back or nothing the sucker just tried to swipe and I was like dude I don't know why you're doing that horse no good yeah but he still just kind of same thing as you just said like he was just talking it up like oh no big deal you know blah 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 and still just did it it's like dude no way he's gonna pay for it yeah like one day even if that horse doesn't full on get him that horse is beating his body up yeah horses just man those are the horses that like I feel even worse after like the horses that are just like continually yanking and janking on you the whole entire time and being nasty and tense you're just like when's it gonna happen (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that is the worst. Is today the day I'm gonna break my leg? <laughs> I, I a couple months ago I finally got rid of the horses. Like every time I did the horse, we had to do the horse on gel, and the, it was one of the worst ones because it's like a horse that leans. I can eventually get him to not lean on me as much. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, but he was just one of those horses that just wanted to get you. So yeah. he'd float and be cool, and then just. Just give you the yank oh. out of nowhere. Mother, that pisses me off, too. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and it was because, like, he'd wait till the owner was on her cell phone, and you're like, all right, no, you can't be on your damn phone anymore. And then, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You turn around and get yanked. You turn, of course, their phone's out. And they don't see it, and they're like, wondering, like, oh, what's wrong? <laughs> oh, that's like, it's a new farriers out there listening. If you pick up a new client, and they are bad-mouthing, the old horseshoers. Not being able to get around him. About, oh, my horse doesn't like him. Made him yeah. bad. He did this to him. Or, oh, the shoes just kept, like, he couldn't shoe him and the shoes kept on coming. I was like, word to the wise, count your days. They're going to do the same thing to you. Yeah. This is what they do. This is their cycle. Like, it is, and it's okay. It doesn't mean that you don't have to take them on. Just don't fall for it, and don't fall yeah. like you'll you'll see a lot of too. Is like man, if like if they're talking trash about horseshoers, so people, clients like to talk about horseshoers are the worst gossipers. Well, horseshoers get their gossip from clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, I'm sure you know it as much as I know it. You like sit there like uh, there's like a, a little bit of a silence there, and they're like, "Well, do you hear about Susie and her horse?" You know, like, <laughs> they instantly want to tell you something. They, they yeah. just want to talk, and they're like, "Well, this is what I know. It's kind of interesting. It's like <laughs> something that's connected." So they just like start blabbing. Yeah, you're like, you really don't care. <laughs> no, you almost want to look like I don't want to hear about Susie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't hear about it at all. No, oh, I was actually uh, thinking about so. Um, a friend of mine, actually, you know him as well. He was working on a sedated horse earlier this week and it snapped while he was clinching a hind foot and it woke up and kicked him and broke his leg just right below the kneecap. I saw that. Uh, yeah. Cody. Yeah. And, uh, it really made me think like, is it worth doing the horse that we have to sedate? It's really not. Cause now he's going to be out of it for six to eight weeks. He said. And I think it depends on the horse, but how do you, like, you got to learn that lesson sooner or later, right? If it's the right horse. Yeah, but it's also, like, it could happen 
to any horse, really. Like, if we're sedating it for a reason, like, who's to say it could wake up and just do the same thing? Like, I even if you trust it. The trick is he being sedated because he's high strung and just going to be way, way, way watchy? Or is he going to be sedated because he's mean? And we're trying to get him to not be mean. Is it worth shooing that mean horse, though? That's, I don't think the mean one's worth it. I don't think the mean one's worth it at all. I think the anxious one the is one okay. Just like, yeah, I think he's all right. Dang. Man, I, I had a horse in high school <laughs> that we, I'd go and ride with this old guy. and We'd work on horse trailers and stuff because I got kicked out of high school. So we'd work on horse trailers most of the day, and then I'd ride horses, and we'd rope that night. Uh-huh. And I had a horse <laughs> that I roped on of his every single day pretty much, and we gave that horse two cc's of ace under his tongue. To work on? To ride. Oh, to ride. Damn. To ride him. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, that might sound horrible to some people, but it's like, he was a great horse on two CCs Ace. I've actually was, heard of a lot of people doing that, to be honest. Oh, man, yeah, especially in the rodeo world. Bro, like, yeah, exactly. That's what I was exactly just thinking I bet, about. I bet like, there's a lot of racehorses, too, that get their first few times, or even, like, I don't know. You try to think that those, like, English people are all, like, high and tight, and like, but they aren't. Yeah. I bet they're doing some shady stuff as well. But Probably. that horse was good on a little bit of ace. It just took the edge off of him. Yeah. He was staying in the box. He could still run plenty hard. Like, it might not be two cc's, but we gave, we gave mace on the tongue. But and I think a horse like him, if you're having to just sedate him, that type of horse to shoe him, just so he doesn't leave. Yeah. It helps. I think that's okay. But if you got a horse that you're trying to make not bite, kick, or stand up and paw, so it's like, <laughs> he might just need to go away. Well, you, <laughs> he just needs to, he needs to go somewhere else. Well, you talk about uh, like high dollar people or whatever doing shady stuff. Have you heard of that story that happened in the 80s um, about this guy? His, his name was the Sandman, and it happened in Florida. And what he would do... They would hire him. He was basically like a, a groomer or something at that point. And they would hire him. He would come in. He would electrocute the horses in the anus. And then they would claim insurance fraud on him. And he would do that for... And they would get you know lots of money for him. There's so you actually, just kill it? Yeah, multiple... Like There's actually an episode on Netflix called Bad Sport. And it tells a story. And the crazy thing about this was... So like, wait a minute. It's like, these are like race horses or something? Uh, I can't remember if they're racehorses or I think they're uh jumpers. So Jumping he was like horses. a hitman. Yeah, that was his. He was a hitman, but <laughs> okay. they called him the Sandman, and they would pay him to come in there, electrocute him because like it was unidentifiable at the time. Like they couldn't tell if it was like a colic or what. Like you know when they would do an autopsy or something like it, they couldn't tell because they would shocked electrocute him, him right through the, the anus. Yeah. And like, then they would claim insurance fraud on him and get millions of bucks for him. I never knew about this at all, dude. The thing that tripped me out was <laughs> I've like never heard this story. Two weeks before I watched this episode on Netflix, a client of mine, she was telling me this story when she was like, "Yeah, when I was in Florida in the '80s, like there was this guy that would go around and electrocute horses in the anus, and like at the time I was just shooing her horse and." kind of like listening but like not really listening and then like yeah. she would tell me like the anus part or whatever like what he would electrocute him and kill him and she's like yeah and then like 
So I was just kind of like, like, re- like restart, start at the beginning. But it was kind of like in one ear, out the other, you know, like I was just trying to get through the day, you know, and, you know, not really listening, but listening. And then I watched this episode on Netflix and I was like, holy shit, this is the story she was telling me about. <laughs> this, is, this is real. Yeah. And I was like, kind of thinking, I was like, yeah, this is probably just a low deal, you know, tiny little story or whatever, like whoop de doo <laughs> But here it was like millions of dollars that this guy had strung up from fraud. And I was like, holy shit, this is a real story. Dude, he probably made a bunch of money. Uh, Yeah, he actually, he's out of jail and shit now. And he was on the documentary. Yeah, it's called Bad done, Sport. If he would have done it today, he would have not ever went to jail probably. You don't think so? No, they don't arrest people <laughs> yeah true <laughs> you, don't get it. you, you can jail. get away with anything yeah you can get away with a lot dude yeah, unless some... it's a racist crime or something <laughs> i saw one the other day that was like i got the guy straight killed like a couple people and he was gonna get out in 17 years what i was like wow you can straight like, you can just kill people now <laughs> and get not have life not have life like man that was just like oh you're getting life <laughs> we're like at, at best at best you were getting life that's the problem. There's no consequences for actions anymore, right? So people can get away with anything. You yeah, know, that's, that's why there's I, so much dumb shit going on. Oh, oh, that's why Oregon's insane. Yeah. Man, every drug's legal. Yep. Every drug. So Which these guys nuts. are just like, uh, and not like uh, high amounts, but they, what do they call them? Using amounts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, what, they, what level they put that at, like how much that is, but they have a using amount of drugs, like meth, fentanyl coke crack whatever they got they're fine they don't even get any trouble not and it's like they have this other weird law that if like if they're stealing something or like that to feed themselves what they were gonna sell it for food then it's, then it's okay. illegal then it's it's all right you don't get in trouble huh what it's a- only if you were doing it just for like to do it i guess but- so obviously no one says that's why they're doing yeah it. no i'm doing it because i'm hungry Dude, they just don't even go after them. Like, the stolen cars are just stacked up in the streets of Portland. That's what my mom, she was talking to somebody in Portland the other day, and uh, she's like, yeah, my car's been stolen five times. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, how does that happen? How do you get it back? <laughs> Dude, because they just take them to the same spots. They just, like, strip them down, or they joyride them for a while, or they live in them for a little bit. Like, I saw, there's this page on Instagram called WTF Portland, and it's just posted in, like, real life portland yeah there's one that's uh seattle looks like shit in the same shit same exact type of page yeah and this person left stole this person's car and then left it back in front of their place like a couple weeks later oh so they're just cruising it and then they brought it back yeah lived in it for a little bit and then brought a note and said hey sorry i stole your car uh but if you turn this into insurance and tell them that i smoked a bunch of fentanyl in it they will total it and i did smoke a bunch of fentanyl in it. <laughs> like jesus they just like they just like oh here you know like they don't even see it as being rude to you they're just like oh well you know this so is just how you live life part of the world these days like oh it's screw it, you and what you have to do now you're not gonna be able to go to work because your car got stolen but i'm gonna live in it and i'm gonna smoke meth yeah yeah like you, you don't see any cars there anymore with uh, vinyl tops. Oh, they just get trashed. Oh, yeah. they just cut them open. Yeah, just so slice, them, slice them right open and go right <laughs> through that thing. It's just, 
Well, it's also a trip too. Like we here in, I guess, Seattle or whatever, like, like if you have an RV, you can be parked there for as long as you want, you know? Mm -hmm. But like, say you have like a truck like mine or whatever, and I were to park on the street and there's like a two hour parking limit, I'd be getting all the parking tickets on it, you know? Yeah, man. I'm a little bit of like, I stick it to the man. I will not pay. <laughs> I will not pay camping pay, pay like like when you go somewhere to get in like uh, like a national forest stuff like that some places you're supposed to pay like a camping permit. Yeah. I will not pay one of those. Really? If they're letting if they're letting people sleep out in the in the BLM, like the Bureau of Land Management and the National Forest and everything outside homeless and live out there For and free. dump their trash out there and do all that shit and I well I pay taxes, so that's my camping permit. Yeah, and I'm gonna clean my spot up, and I'm gonna leave. <laughs> so it's like it's true. Until you guys, until you guys, and it's like, man, I'm more weirded out sleeping out in the woods when I'm hunting, like just off the road. If I'm way out in the woods in a tent, like uh, way out there, I'm not worried at all. But yeah. like sometimes we'll drive up these logging roads, and we'll just pop a tent right off the side of the road, or sleep under the truck. Yeah. Or like we got a rooftop tent, sleep in one of those. It's like I'm more weirded out and sleep with a gun those nights just because like dude there's tweak that's just there's what access. they do or, that's just what they do around here is they drive around the logging roads. So if you're awake at night, yeah. <laughs> just it is so weird. You'll come around the corner and you're like 30, 40 minutes in on a logging road and pop around to a Geo Metro. Chilling. And the and the guy's got everything stripped out of the thing. <laughs> He's cleaning it. Damn. You're just like, Whoa, what's going what on? <laughs> it is, dude, my my brother-in-law's parents live just off of I-5 in Southern Oregon, but it is a very, very rural area. It is, okay. like, I shot a bear and I could hear I-5 from there, like, it, because it's just like right off I-5, it's the woods. Yeah. And they live off on this road, that they're the last house on this gravel road. We'll just pass them. These random people just put up like six trailers and RVs on the gravel road. And just live there. Just live there. No consequences. Dude. Like uh, the sheriffs and stuff show up and try to get them to leave and they just, what are you going to do? Yeah, my friend had that problem this last summer. Some tweaker pulled up in an RV right outside his driveway and basically was Mm. cooking in there and shit and like. The sheriff would come, and he wouldn't wouldn't leave, and he just stayed there. And, yep. like, it's sketchy because, like, he has his kids living there and shit, running around, playing, That's being weird. kids, and here's yeah. this freaking Tweakerville just right on the side of your driveway. Like, what Dude, the fuck? I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'd burn it down. I, he was tempted. He was he was close to it, man. <laughs> That's my brother-in-law's dad. He'll drive by there shooting the gun off at like three in the morning, <laughs> just like cruising by there. Well, you remember that story uh, that happened frick just a couple months ago, where somebody shot those elk right off I five, dude, that's and where nobody was. saw them. It's right there, so it's right there. That's the exit. I figured, and yeah. I asked my brother-in-law about that. I was like, "Hey, do you know this guy? Because he got caught." Oh, he did get caught. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "He's been doing that for a long time." Oh, and the really? The guy is like the local gunsmith. No shit. And he builds long-range guns. Oh, I didn't so know that he got like, caught. Well, they kind of caught him. He's like, "They must have been known like they've known about him for a long time and then they finally <coughs> must have had like a good chunk on him." Mhm. To like and he just started admitting to some other stuff and like made a deal with them. 
Oh, shit. And he, but it was like, he was shooting those things from really far away. Oh, that's why he wasn't getting spotted. He wasn't like shooting them from I-5. He was shooting them from like 2,000 yards away. (laughs) Oh, God damn. Well, that makes sense why nobody would see him. Yeah, but dude, it's like one of those things like, so in Oregon, we have this fucked up rule of like, any wildlife violation, you lose your hunting privileges for three years. Okay. Just bam. And and it's like, it's such a, a wide variety of it. It's like, so you could have a kid get like a little violation. Well, he's going to lose his hunt license for three years. Compare, you have that guy that had 21 counts against Whoa. him. And That's he lost his hunting years. violations for three years. What? So not each that, count, so just three sh- years. Three years. That guy should lose his hunt license for life. Yeah, for at least 60-some years. Should, he is a 69-year-old man. <clears throat> And he'll be able to hunt by 72. For a long time. He does not need to be doing hunting ever again. He was consciously... This wasn't a mistake. No. This is who he is. Yeah. It's like he has an it addiction is, it, at that point. Oh, that's... And that's a weird addiction. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's a weird thing to just be in. Like, you are borderline... Almost killing people. Yeah. Yo, yep. you're taking a life. You're taking a yeah. life. It's a life. And you're not eating it. Yeah. He's just he was shooting elk and leaving them. So that's oh, a, that's a, he's just straight up. Just so he wasn't trying game. to collect the horns or nothing. Nothing, just shooting. Yeah, that's fucked. And that's it was a weird thing. So I bet it was almost like a game to him to see how long he'd get away. Like to be able to do it that close to yeah, such a big, you know, versus like if you did it out in the woods, whoop de doo, right? Like nobody would ever know about it. But if you're doing it to right that yeah, close them, to a public area. If you're poaching game to feed you got a big family and you're broke as hell. And you're, eat, and you're eating another all story. this game. Yeah, do you, bro? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have a problem with those people too much. Like, as long as you're smart. But it's like, the, if you're just trying to shoot things to watch them die. And just yeah, to see if you can do it. It's almost Jeffrey Dahmer-ish. Oh, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird, man. Yeah. It's almost Jeffrey Dahmer is. <laughs> Did you watch that uh, series about it? Yeah, it was it was out there. Fuck, it was nuts, <laughs> dude. Super out there. God damn, there's some weird people in this world, man. And you wonder, like, if you were ever like parked next to him or something at a stoplight, and never know. Never know. Yeah, I always I'm always thinking about that weird shit. I always want to ask somebody that, like, on an airplane, you're sitting next to him. Well, I barely want to talk to him, anyways. Yeah, but I just want to know is like what what's what's one fucked up secret you don't want anybody else to know. Don't even tell me your name. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even want to know who you are. Yeah, so you just can tell never, me your secret. Just tell me your fucked up secret. You don't want anybody else to know that you know. Only thing is, you only hope that it's not that bad because, like, what, what if, if he told you he killed really someone? Bad? Yeah, because then yeah. you're like, well, fuck. You now I gotta tell somebody. You gotta kill him. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> or no, he's gonna get you. Because he just it's told your you. Duty. You instantly have to kill him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when me and Chelsea were like 17, we were riding. We there's this bike path on the along the river. We used to go ride our bikes to there all the time, and then just cruise up and down riding our bikes. Uh-huh. And there's always like it's in Eugene, so there's always like these weird ass old hippies and like homeless people hanging out in the river. Mm-hmm. It's summertime, and this 
guy like stops us to talk to us and he starts telling us his crazy ass story and then like we're barely listening to him just trying to like maybe get away from him you know and he's like and that's why i had to kill him that's why i had to cut his throat and oh we're just shit like, okay what? we got <laughs> chelsea's like well, wait what if he was being serious like we don't fucking <laughs> like we just gotta leave i don't want to know <laughs> we really don't want to know was it we're he was just out of his <laughs> out of his mind here god dang oh the worst i was on an airplane i forget where we were going but I don't think it was for a shooting competition or anything, but Chelsea was with me and we were, you know, you can kind of see the seat in front of you. So I was a window seat and uh-huh. the guy, you can see the, the row in front of you. You can see the middle seat person's phone really well. Yeah. And this guy was just like looking through his pictures, you know, cause you don't have any service or anything. You see people looking through their pictures all the time. Well, I started noticing a lot of his pictures and like nothing against gay people or anything, but it's like a lot of those guys' pictures were of like, him and gay guys having sex. Oh fuck! And he's like, no. this, and like, dude, like he would just like barely, no. and like they're like videos and stuff, and he's like barely taking a break when the like the flight attendants come by. Really? And like, dude, I got a clear like. I'm like, wow, is this dude really just fucking scrolling through this? That's well, messed up. Well, then he starts getting to like pictures of like, and I can see him like what he looks like, and there's yeah. pictures of like him and a wife and kids. No. And he's looking through. And then these other pictures. And I was like, and then he starts like watching more and more videos. I eventually do. I just like tapped him on the shoulder. <laughs> like, dude, like, I see what you're I'm looking like, bro, at. you got to look at something else. You got to put this shit away. <laughs> dude, he oh was, my God. He was so embarrassed, dude. I bet. He like rips his phone down. But he also is looking at like, it on a goddamn airplane. On a plane, dude. You know, when there's two fucking people sitting next to you. Like, what the hell? That's, it's like, almost like you're okay with it. You yeah, weird. Yeah, that's a weird. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen on a flight. That is nasty. <laughs> All right, he got off that dude. He weaved through everybody. He did not wait for anybody. He just instantly, as soon as the door opened, fucking getting out of there. <laughs> Peace. Like yeah, I do not like, want to see this guy again. Like, <laughs> oh, oh I, I like dad tapped him, dude. Like <laughs> I gave him the Stop. old stern shoulder tap. Like hey. Stop. Put that shit away. <laughs> this is fucking with my head right now. I do not need to see this shit. It's like, at first it's like, whatever, man. Whatever you're into. And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. We're like in a public place. You're just like watching your, yourself. I mean, that's here. the same as like watching porn in public. I'd get, I'd say. If it was a dude watching girl porn, I would do the same thing. It's, yeah, like, it's still fucked. Like, time it's and not place. Cool. Time and place, man. No. Not now's cool. not the time. <laughs> now is not the I time. I seen something actually kind of fucked up on the news this morning. Uh, so last year I was, I was at the motocross uh, track, and I came across this guy, like a photographer. You know, he was out there taking pictures and stuff. And he seemed like an all right guy, you know, and it was kind of weird. Like he was kind of taking pictures of kids or whatever and stuff like that. We'll come to find out on the news this morning he got arrested because he was running a pedophile ring. Like it said, motocross, they call him a motocross coach, but really it was just a photographer. And it said motocross coach arrested for pedophilia, taking thousands of pictures of kids on his camera. And it was a lot of them at the racetrack. And it was weird because I seen it. I was like, whoa, that's the dude I was fucking talking to at the track last year. Yeah. I got his Instagram account and every, like he told me like, go here and, 
Yeah. No Super good. weird. Like no good. It was just weird. Once I seen like his picture, I was like, no. It's one of my biggest on... worries. Yeah, it's fucked. Like I have a little girl. Yeah. Just anybody having little kids, like it's a I weird world, so, man. I will make someone eat their own guts. It's a weird like, world. Like it will not be good. No. It'll it's not, not okay. Be... No, it's a fucked up world that we live. It's a scary deal. And it's just like the people are everywhere. It's something yeah, you that don't... I've, I've always thought about it is like, dude, we always show up at these random <laughs> people's houses to shoe their horses. I do think about that too, like what is this what person if they really were a like? Fucking weirdo, dude! You could get conked and thrown into a stall in no time. <laughs> yeah, and be tied up and. Dude, yeah. in no time. You, you could, could be, be one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. <laughs> Something dude, like in a, that. In a, dude, you could literally be in a <laughs> hole putting lotion on the skin. Yeah, it dinner. puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> like that running imagine. with old Buffalo Bob. Yeah, all of a sudden you're trimming the first foot. And you feel something sharp in your ass and you go nighty-night. <laughs> you're done. Oh, you wake up all the fucking with lo- covered in lotion. <laughs> no I can't good. say I've ever really worried about that very much, but I'm more so worried about like a, being there by myself working on a horse and the horse like cocks me in the head. And I'm laying there underneath it. <laughs> but never really the Buffalo Bob incident. <laughs> I worry about the people. I worry about the people so much. I haven't really worried that much about it, to be honest. But, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> just like a, that's the type of situations I feel like I'd find myself in. It's something that is like way bad. It's just not, not good at all. I could see it more of like, yeah, like if you're in a remote area, kind of like where you are, where you're kind of going to people's house to house, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just these random ass old logger families. Yeah. Like some of the houses that I pull up to or drive by, I'm like, oh, this isn't. This, isn't <laughs> this is giving me uh, Jason Voorhees vibes. <laughs> Dude, like, thankfully now, like my price and stuff at least gets me to like their little nicer houses than they used yeah. to be. But it's like. Dude, some of them you'd pull up to are pretty scabby, <laughs> pretty nasty. It's kind of sad that we have to worry about that these days, you know? Oh, dude. It's a creepy deal. It's we shouldn't. Creepy. And speaking of creepy guys, I'm going to throw a little peek. <laughs> Who are we going to throw, throw little, on? Who are you yeah. throwing on blast here? <laughs> <laughs> We've had, like, this has just been a total BS session. It's been completely, I'm fine. With, but, all right, creepy dudes on the internet. You male horseshoeing guys that have wives and children. Like, we see you liking these young female fairies pictures. <laughs> yeah. It says your name right yeah. there. It says so-and-so liked this selfie. It liked yeah. this bikini I have picture. wondered about that. I'm like, that's a little weird. It's like, bro, she's almost <laughs> young enough to be your daughter. <laughs> like, oh, hey, how you doing? You need a new hammer? I like this. <laughs> I like you want this me to help you pull some clips? Like, oh, you're beautiful, sweetie. Like, that's creepy. Yeah. That's creepy as hell. I do Trust wonder me, about that. I don't, I don't want to speak for the young women, but I bet they find it kind of creepy as well. I have wondered, yeah. Maybe we'll have to get one on and ask somebody or something. It's just know. like, hey. Let us hey, know. What are you doing? Drop a comment and let us know. You can be <laughs> anonymous if you want. And if you're like, man, is he talking about me? Well, you're already wondering it, so it's probably not good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can stay anonymous. If you know, you're al- t- if you're already thinking that you might be the guy, 
you're probably the guy I'm talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I don't even want to say the guy because there's more more of you than you would think. I mean, I couldn't name them all to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't. Oh my gosh, dude! It's <laughs> A little PSA out there. If you guys didn't know how Facebook works, <laughs> yeah. we can all see. <laughs> Everybody's It'd viewing this. Be about the same as if your wife went through your browser history, you know? Like, that's visible. <laughs> like, remember when Instagram used to have that off to the side? You could see what everybody was liking? Yeah. Yeah. That was a trip, dude. That was. <laughs> yeah, kind I, of. I remember uh... when Chelsea told me that everybody could see that I watched their story. That tripped me out for the first time too. Cause I didn't really know what stories were about or anything. And I was like, yeah, there's all these crazy. I'm like, I watch all these people's fucked up stories. Like, well, you know, they can see that you watched it. Right. And I'm like, Oh, what? <laughs> I'm going to be a little more selective. Here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, uh, I don't really watch very many stories actually. Like Ashley will actually be like, did you see so-and-so story today? I'm like, no, I don't have the time. I love, I love stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, watching them I, quick. I like watching them. I post I post stories all the time. Yeah. I used to be... A little be, bit more of like a, a vlog style. Like, it doesn't have to be post-worthy. You're like, oh, no. that's kind of interesting. This is what I'm doing. Well, Story. Like, I think two years ago, I had Snapchat. And I felt like I was Snapchatting all the time. Like, I, was, I, I felt like I was I like really get it. glued it to my like, phone. It's it literally... Like stories? It's literally a, the story, yeah. But you can okay. send like the video to somebody or whatever and it's a story essentially like you can post it to a story but i felt like to me i was like i'm on here all the time just posting posting and posting like i've always got my phone in my hand like posting these videos and i was like i need to get off this so that's kind of when <laughs> this i took isn't good that's when i took the run and i like got off facebook and instagram for like nine months was right around okay. that time yeah. yeah you took a while yeah it was kind of it was good you know getting off of it but did you like because that's when you came back to the social media after that that's kind of when you did started doing like youtube and stuff that's like why that. i got back on it yeah so you like during that break you're able to like probably like i don't know like i was thinking about some things you know and uh instead of like seeing just posts or whatever like i was watching youtube videos and i was starting to learn and that's kind of like when i started to see like people were making money on youtube Yep. So I was like, well, fuck, like, but I also seen too, like, you got to have a social media presence to help get, build that, right? You do. You know, to an extent, you know, some people don't necessarily, but it helps if you're trying to build it. Helps quite a bit. And, it's, yeah. And it's something like, social media is hard, I think. It is. <clears throat> it, is it takes it, time too. It's hard. And that's right. Yeah, it takes time. But I think where a lot of people screw up is you see a, a newer, younger generation is moving into like blacksmithing and horseshoeing and stuff right now, too. Mm-hmm. And like you see a lot of these guys that are like novices and stuff and are just like trying to instantly be like social media famous. Yeah. And talk about that. And I like, man, some of them are like maybe going about it a little wrong. Maybe instead pr- of asking for advice too much. Yeah, and I don't even know if there's any advice anybody could give you. You know, like, too well, I remember, much. So, like, what comes up on my memories from, like, 10 years ago or whatever, like, I would post pictures of my shoes or my feet, and I'd be like, uh, what do you guys see? Or, you know, trying to get yeah. better. 
And I still yeah. like if I do post something like that, like I would appreciate it. Like if somebody yep. did tell me what they see, you know, like to fix it, make it better, you know. But a lot of times you don't see that. Like people want to post it out there and just be like, "Look what I did! How great I am!" You know that it's dude. What a fine line. It's so hard to make a post, and a lot of it is like the picture is the picture, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's the fucking caption that's gonna get you. Yeah. It's how you write the caption. That's what's going to fuck you up. You know, it's like, so you either write it as I'm looking for help. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one extreme. Or the other extreme is I am the help. I'm the best. Yeah. So you want to ride the middle of that. Yeah. You want to ride the humble train of like, oh, this is what I did today. I think it's kind of okay. You know, like you're trying to play it off as like, this was kind of okay, but there's still kind of some things. That need. You know what I mean? Like that's. I, I I write and erase and rewrite captions like so many times before I make a post. That's the part I hate. That's the part I hate is the captions. Because you, cause you don't want to be a douche. You're like, I yeah. don't want to come <laughs> off as a complete douchebag about this. And so, you, but you're trying to just like, that's, I, I sometimes just like thought dump into it. Like my captions are longer now than they used to be. Yeah, I don't notice that. Cause I, I'm not even gonna try to lie. I used to just like almost trying to copy Craig's just witty caption. Yeah, Craig always has these really witty captions. But you also pictures. will notice a lot of people, other people doing that too. Like, dude, put those a ton kind of, of people. Captions. I don't think it's a horrible way. <coughs> I think it's better than like. It's super common now in all different ways of like people that want to get famous quick try to do it by putting other people down. Yeah, and it's like if if that's your goal is if it, like man, all it might get you some attention for a little bit and real quickly, but it's gonna turn on you and it's gonna go away really fastly. You want to like, I don't know if you're trying to build. And I I always feel super weird about talking about trying to build your social media, but I do have like a decent social media, mm-hmm. and but I didn't try to build it. I, I think just tried uh, being you're honest, normal. Yeah, you're honest about yourself. That's the thing I've noticed. Like with your posts, is like you are involving your life in them, right? Like you're kind of speaking your thoughts, like you said, like thought dumping. And that strikes home with people, right? Like just being honest and talking about what you thought and what you see. That's what I think people want, really. (laughs) They just want to be a part of someone's life. I find that hard because I also am like, I don't want people to know that much about me too. Or like yeah, how I think you, of how you, I feel. you know that for sure. Like there's a bunch, there's my life that's on Instagram and then there's my life that me and you talk about, you know, yeah. and stuff that like, there's different things going on. There yeah. is a, still a hidden life, like not even a hidden, just like, man, it's like you said, it's like, there's some things, not everybody needs to know all my laundry. No. Like, not that I got dirty laundry, but it's just like, yeah, it's just. <laughs> what's your dirty everybody. secret? <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your fucked up thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's your skeleton in the closet? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> But it's like, you gotta, that's all I think with like my, I think about about like my tools or like my products that I make sometimes. I don't think they're that amazing, but I think people want to support my life and my lifestyle. Yeah. So that's why they buy in and that's why they push the follow button, you know, is that they're wanting to just. You're also though, your life. you are testing the limits and pushing it to a new level as well, you know, so where not many other people are doing that right now. So I think that's also another category at which you're in. No, I was listening to a, a podcast today, and the guys were talking about that, that quality is kind of dropping on everything right now. 
Yeah. It's kind of a going trend in the world. It's just we're more okay with mundane. Okay, you, you look at our cars. You know, like the car, the general car a person drives right now. Yeah, it's just is, a tin can. It's really not much. It's not much no. going on. I mean, you, then you look at a car no. from like this, like the fifties. Like it's got fins on it. It's got chrome trim. Like you style. can see that engineer or that architect's style and his craftsmanship in it, and like that company's yeah. craftsmanship. You look at old tools, like old drill presses were really, really ornate scrolls, big, heavy things. Like they're really finely built, heavy built, and like some style went into it. Man, that is just like going away. And it's like you, you people talk about it in horseshoe all the time. Like, yeah, but did you really need all that? And it's like, maybe not. But why fucking not? Yeah. Why Take not pride. go that extra mile? Like it looks sweet, doesn't it? It looks really mm-hmm. cool, like, and that can be enough sometimes. It, that it looks extra. It's the That's same really as like cool. if you want to pimp out your car and buy some rims for it or something, you know. Be the same as like, yeah, I want to buy some pimped out tools, right? That's that's all it is sometimes. Yeah, it's like, and so I think that's why maybe I stick out a little bit is that I'm always trying to make something like, I'm not trying to just make simple things or make production items. I'm trying to just make something nice. Is I can make it. Yeah. But yeah, I do think it's a it's a little bit of a missing thing, and that's might be a little bit of advice in this long winded thing of like if you're trying to be on social media or be an influence, which I do think our trade needs. I do yeah. think our trades are fucking way behind on it, man. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> we want to talk about how our trades all the best. Like, man, like me and Gavin are both the part of this troll clothing deal. Like, you should see how much these, like, crane operators, electricians, plumbers, like they Just got full on social medias with a bunch of followers. Yeah, and like they're getting their trade out there. Like, yeah, people are getting to see a really cool side of it. They're making like, it look sick. <laughs> horseshoers, man. There's like. 10 of us maybe, it's hard you know it's hard to do it's, too it's super hard but it's like man how many times do you talk to somebody that are like oh I, that's a dying art huh that's a dying trade you're like not really <laughs> but none of us are saying anything yeah we're all just sitting around like not po- like so i think it'd be cool if we do get some more people out there in the social media world but try try to be real <laughs> yeah try to just like just try to be real and just do good work that's gonna mm-hmm. what's gonna get you far that's just being you honest saying the same thing yeah they're like well how are you gonna how do you get to be a clinician how do you get to be a judge how do you get to be it's like a lot of times just people want to be around you and yeah. just hear from you yeah if you're just fake and kind of a dick like just not people are gonna out. see through it you know yeah, just like really you quick. said like There's a said. lot of really, really handy horseshoers out there that don't get asked to be clinicians or judges because they aren't. I think about that all the time, you know, nice. like, and because they, they might not also want to either, too, right? I doubt it. You I think a lot of people? I bet they want to. Who to be a judge or something. I bet there's a few people that are like, they don't love that, but they would like to be asked. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I bet they like to because it is. It's like a compliment. <clears throat> if, you have, confidence. if you have someone reach out and try to like ask you to be a judge or a clinician somewhere that's a huge like that's a little pat on the back that you've been acknowledged someone's seeing it and someone else like they're willing to pay to get you there yeah and learn from you well they aren't going to do that like no matter if you know a shit ton but if you're really bad at talking to people 
it's not gonna work out yeah. that great that's true that's one thing i i worry about it with like uh shoe and competitions a little bit like especially like the team deal is i'm not the same teacher in a team environment that i am at a clinic that yeah. i'm doing well you get a in more uh, what's the word like friendly not necessarily friendly, but uh intimate setting i guess between four people versus a crowd that you know nothing about a little bit degree. there but to a little a bit there is like the crowd you know nothing about you can't really like bro you just keep doing this like or you <laughs> can't just be like like you can't you can't your guy your friend can't be honest with you know like hey you're not talk, telling me the right way right now like you need to re-spit this at me yeah you know like i don't understand what you're saying you're like you know, like with me, like if I see you doing something and I know you can build like a, a heel better than that, well, I'm going to try to hold you up to that. Yeah. Hopefully Where try if it's a, Hopefully I can do it better, but yeah. But it's like hard. if you're at a clinic and you're like, well, I might be as good as that guy gets to do. I don't know. Like it's just, you don't really know, know the people as much. And then like, again, that's why they're there. The niceness. That's why they're there as well. You know, just try to improve and you're hopefully you are there to help fix that issue. That's the hardest thing. Yeah. so hard to learn how to but it's also knowing trying to be able to read how that person's going to be able to take it and learn from it and not either yep. be like offended by it or no you know or dude i think that happens up. i like i bet like this this is even just clinics like you first meet somebody you might want to start cracking some jokes or something to kind of see what type of person they are if yeah you loosen on up teaching them something because if like you're gonna know from there like I can tell him like, dude, what are you doing? You just suck so much. <laughs> like yeah. you can kind of crack that joke compared to somebody like, oh no, it's okay, it's gonna be all right. We're uh-huh. still gonna fix this. It's gonna be like, or like I learned quick when I was a snowboard instructor. Like you teach little kids. Well, you hit a certain point of like, we're just gonna go build a snowman. We aren't gonna worry about. <laughs> We aren't going to worry about trying to fucking turn toe side anymore. <laughs> toe side gone, snowman yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to get this. No, we're like, man, it's like I've you get that with guys at a clinic, like, especially like Tong clinics. It's no, not anything like horseshoes are always doing stuff, and there's a it's lot hard. of things to do. And your job as a clinician is kind of to get everybody to that finish line. Yeah. And, and hopefully have know. something usable at the end. Yeah, just something that opens and closes. You yeah. might hold something. And, well, some of those guys, you see him hit that wall where you're like, bro, let's just grab a beer. Yeah. Like, or, hey, let's just try to make this real quick. Or just talk to him about shooting horses for a little while to get his mind back into it. Yeah, not be flustered. Super hard. Dude, tongs are hard. Like, I think I've been, I've had you try to explain making tongs to me like, you know, six, seven, eight times. <laughs> and, like, I think I can, I can get them made now. Yeah. But not great. But it's taken me that many times of like coming to you and be like, dude, help me. And it's it's fucking hard. Well, I think the hardest part is like, hey, there's so much to one pair that when you get done with that one pair, you don't want to do another pair. Yeah. <laughs> Which the best thing you could do is just build another pair. Yeah. The hardest part is like the reins, right? Like the physical part of that. Drawing is, those things out. Is what makes you not want to do another set. <laughs> but when it you is. had those, uh, what did you call them? The, the button lollipops. lollipops. When you had those, yeah. like, fuck, it was easy. Just do another set. Boom, boom, boom. That is what we did, huh? We yeah. had a bunch. Dude, I, I still in my shoe pile have, there's like a layer of tongs. Yeah. 
from when you and Paul were at my house, and we made oh, so yeah. many hot fit tongs. It was uh, Sam Gooding was yep. the WCB Edgewood. judge. You had to make a set of hot fit tongs. They provided the chain link. Yep. You had to bring your own rivet, and they were from three eighths three quarter. Yeah. And then they had to fit the slider. Wasn't it a slider? Slider or the rodeo hind, something like that. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah. That's a hard class. Well, and then uh, you had a tong making clinic at your house oh, a couple of years ago, too. And a yep. bunch of people came for it, not just me and Paul. And uh, you had the lollipops there for that. And that was kind of where I started yeah. to get them kind of figured out. But and then uh, I had shit, the power we... hammer then. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I got to use it <clears throat> and try it. Yeah. It was that clinic. But. And then we had to make a those, set of tongs. Those were fun. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was sweet because you let me stay in the house. And I didn't have to stay in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> Free, kid. Free kid. Yeah. <laughs> but now you got the wall tent, so it's basically like staying in the house, really. It's pretty but, nice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, well, actually, at the last Foz deal, we had to make a set of hot fit tongs with Troy Ermintrout. And, uh, even then, I was still messaging you trying to figure them out. Like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? You know? But they're they're tough. But it is, it's on like a horseshoe, you know? No. Yeah. Uh, I've made I've made a bunch of tongs, and it's still, every time I pretty much go to make a pair, I'm like, man, hopefully these turn out. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they go together. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You you wouldn't think I would be still be at this point, but I I made I mean, like it's, it's it can still be the same as building like, a horseshoe. I made right? tongs with the best tong makers. Oh, it is exactly the same, man. Like there's you're like hopefully at, this like, nail doesn't go coarse or something. I probably right? I, I would say that I haven't made more tongs than like Bodie's made roadsters. But you still hear Bodie trying to figure out road. You know, he's like still fine tuning the roadster world. Like from my, my yeah. lo- look at it, like man, he's got to figure it out. But in his head, he's like yeah. still working on things. Well, yeah. that's how it is for tongs with me. Is like I still got little things I'm trying to perfect on them and make them. But nice. everyone, but usually, you know, if you're going in the right direction, you're always trying to perfect and get better. You know, no matter what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you have that drive yeah, in yourself, I'm, I'm pretty bad about that. That I, I chase, I chase new <clears throat> avenues all the time. I'll like go down the rabbit hole of tongs, and go down the rabbit holes of shoes, hammers, hatchets, axes. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know yeah. something I noticed is I mean, your uh, battery's not dead. <laughs> oh, that is a good point. Yeah, we're still in the still light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been going for a minute too, which is good. Well, man, yeah, you bit you're you're all moved now. Yeah. So what do you almost. what do you think now? Do you guys starting to fall into a little bit of a routine? Yeah. So actually, actually, she started a job at Boeing uh, last month, and so she freaking has to get up for work at four in the morning, and then she goes to bed. She's already in bed, probably almost close to sleeping by now. So by the time I get home at five thirty, six o'clock, we have dinner, and then she goes to bed in an hour, and then I watch TV or work on the computer for a little bit and see each other for an hour and do it again. Yeah. That's pretty sweet though. I bet you'll fall into a routine with the shop too. 
Yeah, that'll be kind of something that's pretty nice, really, is just having it there. And it's kind of been a weird month. Like, you know, I wanted to go to the Foz contest and practice for it, but with the midst of moving and, I mean, I was doing it truckload by truckload, you know. I wasn't, I didn't rent like a U-Haul and just do it all in one go. I mean, it would have been yeah. smart that way, but just the way that I was planning it and just doing it, I'd get off work and I'd run a load down or something like that. And, uh, yeah. But as far as the shop goes, I was kind of trying to find somewhere close enough that made sense. Like I had a buddy, he was going to let me keep it, but it was 30 minutes away. And that was kind of like my last resort. It was the first option I found. He's like, yeah, you can keep it in my barn. And I timed it, and it was 30 minutes, you know, from here to there. And I was like, fuck, that's going to be a long ways. And then I remembered there's a guy that lives here in town, Greg Burdett. So I hit him up. I was like, oh, shit, he's got a shop. It's like, hey, can I, you know, keep it out there? And he's like, no, actually, I know somebody that would let you do it. I hit him up, which is Doug, the guy that owns the shooting supply out here now. He's like, yeah, man, I got a place you can keep it, which freaking even closer than Greg's place. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, that'd be nice. Last thing I got to do, so I got the tent, the carport tent from Costco. I got it tore down, sitting there. So this is the best deal, really, about Costco. <laughs> oh, are you going to return that motherfucker? Fuck yeah, and then I'm going to get one that's going to be in a box, and then I'm going to be able to store it. So I still got the receipt. <laughs> you dick. No, dude. How many, that's... Times, how many times have you returned that same carport? This might be the fourth one. <laughs> this is the fourth one, yeah. That's the beauty of Costco, man. They pride themselves in that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the only one that does it. There's tons of people that do it. And like you'll see you'll come across people like with the carport tent and be like, Is that your first one? They're like, Nope. Been through a couple. Because windstorms come on, snow comes on, you get a hole in it, they'll return it, man. It's sweet. What are you gonna tell them? You just you just bring this thing piled in the back of your truck. They don't even look. Like seriously, like you bring it in. It takes like two of the carts, like the wheel carts, to bring it in. And they're like, "Oh, you need to return it." I'm like, yeah, it broke. The wind took it down, or whatever. And that actually le- legitimately happened. Like the wind took it one time, snow piled it on two times, and bent it and broke it. But this time, it, I mean, this time. yeah. You just don't want to pack it up. No. Um, I mean, what am I going to keep it in the garage, like, all bundled? Like, might as well just get a nice, tidy box and just let it sit there. And then, like, if I do need to just open it. like, I'll just return it for cash. <laughs> just give me my money back. <laughs> it's actually not a bad idea, but. <laughs> Dude, if you get your money back on that carport that you've used for this long. The crazy thing is, so. I'm going to live in one. I'm going to get one to fucking live <laughs> The, the last time I did it, I think I bought it, it was like the first time I bought it was like probably five, six years ago. And it was like 239 bucks. And when I had to do the last one, which was like a year or two ago, it was like 280 bucks. <laughs> so I'd make money. <laughs> I'd make you bucks. would return it for the current value. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be able to make a little money on it. But Oh, that's fucking great. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. I'm, I'm, they're handy. Oh, they are. They are. <laughs> They're handy. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Not saying, though, like, when we get a place, it's going to have a garage or a shop in it, so I don't have to use the fucking carport tent. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> but 
if I got a garage with all my shop shit in it, where am I going to keep the old Ford? So that's where the Costco Outside. car part. Well, covered be nice for it. Yeah, fuck them. Nah. <laughs> that's why mine looks the way it does. <laughs> I haven't washed that thing since last summer. It's got so much mud and snow and shit just caked underneath it for hunting. But here's a hunting rig. Mine's all low and shit. Like, Oh, I'm sure I look like the Clampets, dude. <laughs> I'm driving around with my fucking hound on They're it. probably thinking you're the meth head out there cruising. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't get messed with too much. No. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Got nope. stained blood on all my clothes. Yeah, like, <laughs> this guy's killing things. <laughs> Leave him oh, alone. Kind of funny. And like, I was at this little thing. It was this school deal with Catherine today, and they're playing this game. And they had these little Easter eggs, and they pulled this like bunny out. And oh, Catherine God. goes, mm, "Yummy!" <laughs> and the lady's like, well, "No, we don't eat bunnies." I was like, "We do in our house." <laughs> yeah, actually, rabbit's pretty good too. Yeah, it's like that little girl has been on some game. <laughs> like, yeah. And how old is she? Three, it. four. She'll be four in October. It's like three and a half. Wow. Crazy, huh? That she knows that at this age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Helped gut multiple animals. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably gutted more animals than I have. I'd I'd guarantee it. Yeah. Oh, there's, I know there's like friends that I have that hunt that aren't ever successful. Yeah. That are like 30 year old men. They're like, <laughs> they would classify themselves as a hunter. And I know my, th- my three year old <laughs> has had more bloody knives in her hands yeah. for sure. Like, definitely. I don't classify myself as a hunter. So yeah. <laughs> I've tried well, a I couple times, a, but I don't think there'll be a time in her life that she'll know. Like, it won't be like, a, oh, I remember by the time I first saw a dead deer. Like, she I won't remember. I first saw this dead. It'll be like, it's just, Another day. Man. Yeah. She's been on our backs for like, a few of them. So yes, yeah. since a wee little tyke. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, man. Yep. It's been a good little BS session. Yeah. Uh, we really didn't talk about horseshoeing that much, but a little bit, just about life. There's a lot of podcasts that I listen to where they're just rambling on about shit too. You know. That's I don't know if anybody's noticed. Yeah, that's kind of what our podcast is. It's just a rambling session. <laughs> uh, but we do got some cool like guests coming it. up here in the next week, though. We got some really cool guests coming up. Some ones that I'm I'm pretty dang excited about. Yeah. Uh, don't want to let too many cats out of the bag. You guys will have to stick around. Yeah. <laughs> see, see who it is. Stay tuned. But yeah, thank you guys for sticking with us. Sorry that we were a day late, but we appreciate all of you. Thank you guys for joining in on the shoe trade deals. Yeah. Yep. Really appreciate it. It's awesome to see everybody like doing things. You know. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's, it's actually kind of cool that people are like, "When's the next one?" Like, I want to get in on. Yeah. It. Yeah, you know. no, I think it, and really we're just kind of waiting for Gavin to get settled back down again, get his life more of in a routine, and we'll try to do another one coming up here after a bit. Yeah. We don't want to get everybody burnt out on him either. Yeah. I think. It, I mean, it can be kind of a bit of work or whatever, but really it's not yeah. too bad. So. No, we try to keep it fun, though. Yeah. And if you guys think of a different project that you guys want to do, of like, man, we could almost do anything of like trade a Pritchell. Yeah. We could trade uh, hoof picks. You know, I'm sure all of us use a hoof pick in our everyday. It'd be kind of cool to have a hoof pick from somebody else. Yeah, if you guys do creative. have the idea, post it on the uh, the page or whatever. Let us know, like, if you have the idea of something else. Yep. And we got a there. couple guys that'll post their shoe jobs on there and stuff. And I think that's, like, the more of you guys posting them on there, the more people are going to get more comfortable answering each other. Yeah. And try to keep it real with each other. Don't, this, we'll, I'll block the fuck out of you if you're a dick. But yeah. <laughs> if you're just trying to help somebody out, man, that's awesome. Like, yep. good deal. 
Oh. Yeah, I haven't been uh, available as much on Facebook and shit lately, so. No, it's good, man. You had stuff going on. It's the way it goes. Yeah, it does. Such is life. Such is life. Thanks, right, everybody. Man. We appreciate you. Later.